0: Welcome back to Real Facts, Bro Facts. I'm Brandon. I'm Isaac. And today, we're doing a very special episode. This is a completely fan-requested topic episode, so shout-outs to Holly from Westcliff and Cole from right here at Doherty for suggesting these topics to us. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, cats and dogs, uh, like more like a cats versus dogs, why one is better to own than the other, just the advantages of both. And um, the topics of depression and mental illness and uh just kind of some of the problems and controversies that surround uh people who either claim to have depression or fake having depression. So, let's kick it off with our first topic today. Cats versus dogs. So, I think I'm gonna talk about cats and you'll talk about dogs? Yeah, I think. So, that's fair. Okay. I'll let you start then. Alright.
1: I just wanna point out there, it's I think it's funny every time we record these episodes my voice is kinda messed up in some way. But um Anyway, so, like you said, we're doing more of a a breakdown of each.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Yeah, like, why is one good to own, or why is it not good to own, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: So, I guess I'd definitely be more on the dog side. Like, I have nothing against cats, I still love cats, but, uh, if it were me, I'd definitely prefer a dog. I just think, um, they're a little easier to train in a way. I think cats are all, like, well, dogs are different too, but, uh like when it comes to cats like to train them wise like some of them it's like it's a 50-50 they'll either be like just a weird cat who like won't listen or they'd be like some obedient cat like if you call it it'd come mm-hmm. and then I feel like with dogs it's a lot easier to train them in that obedience life right but uh but they could also have that factor of uh, it's harder for them to listen because they're more they're more like a kid in a way because like a cat would do its own thing like right off the bat just be like I'm out, and then like just come home, whatever, <laughs> all right, roll, whatever. Head out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just think it's, a, to a degree, it's a lot funner of an experience to to own and raise a dog.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think part of that like whole like it's easier for a dog because it's more obedient, and I think that it comes from like the whole like passing down of genetics, where it's like, you know, dogs are like, are bred from wolves and shit, and like they were like trained to be loyal like all their lives and stuff, so it's like. Yeah, they're a lot easier to train on that aspect. Me, I'm on the other side of things where I think, uh, I mean, like, I still love dogs, and I think dogs are fucking awesome, but I just prefer cats most of the time, and it's partly because of that whole independence thing. You know, I'm a busy guy, and I got a lot of shit going on in my life, and, like, when you get, like, a new puppy, one of, like, the things that you have to do is, like, you have to, like, kind of be there with it all the time. You know, it's, like, be able to train it and stuff, and, like give it constant attention so that it doesn't, like, feel, like, neglected or abused and stuff, and so it'll, like, actually listen to you, but as, like, a cat person and, a cat owner, um, it's easier, because, like, you can still train a cat and, like, still have fun with it, but the fact that it's also independent and just kind of already knows what the fuck it's doing, just, like, it's like, oh, I'm gonna do my own thing, I'll see you later, bro, and it's like, alright, peace, (laughs) like, it's easy because like I have less to worry about I just have to make sure it's like litter box is cleaned and it's fed and stuff but also there is that thing like you can train a cat um kind of the same way you train a dog we're just over and over repeatedly basically the same way you train anything um and yeah I just think like it kind of depends on the cat too and like same for a dog like it depends on what kind of dog and just like where it came from before you got it and stuff like if you get like a fresh right out the oven kitten or puppy up and like you start training it from like day one like obviously it's gonna be loyal to you to like its deathbed and like it's gonna like know who you are forever and like it's never gonna give up on you whereas um you know maybe like if you get a dog who came from like a different owner it's been in like a shelter all its life like it's a little less likely to be easy to train and to like be able to talk to and hang out and stuff but um yeah i think cats are good for the independence but also the fact that they can be cute and cuddly and loyal to you if they want and i'm like the same way where it's like you know i'm independent but if you like treat me right i might hang around for like a little bit longer before i head out (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think uh that whole
1: they already know what's up right away is easier like you know a busy like a super busy life because we're all busy but at the same time we're actually not um uh, because like like you know when it comes to like a dog or anything like once you make time for it like you realize how much time you actually have to do something right and then um but yeah, yeah like w- with cats though like right away you give them a litter box and feed them and like all you have to do is change the litter but you know they always know to use the litter and, and go to the bathroom in that litter box right away as for a dog like
0: like, I mean, sometimes you kind of have to, like, tell him, be like, hey, don't piss on my stuff. Yeah, especially if they're,
1: like, spraying. But, um, like, for me, I got lucky with my dog because, like, uh, he probably only, like, pissed in the house once when he was a puppy. And that was because, like, you know, he was inside after, for, like, all day after we, like, gave him food and stuff. So, but uh, but, yeah, like, right away with my dog, once we got him, we, like, like, the first time he was going to use the bathroom, we, like, put him outside, and, like, right away, he, like, already knew... So, And then uh, I just think, yeah, of course the breeds factor in because I have a pit bull and I think, like, they're, like, the best dogs. Yeah, uh, even though, like, the general consensus is that, like, pit bulls are, like, the worst, like... Right, but then that's just a whole another rabbit so hole to dive into. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, because that goes for any dog. It's just that pit bulls have been the dog to be used in that way. Mm-hmm. But if you treat any dog terrible and train it for a specific fighting purpose, then... That could happen with, you know, a poodle.
0: Chihuahuas are more vicious naturally than pit bulls. I mean, like, dachshunds were, like, literally bred and trained to, like, fucking hunt out, like, badgers and shit during, like, the wars and stuff.
1: And with pit bulls, too, it's also an an intimidation factor. Like, right away, they have these big heads and, like, they're just... Energetic, so like they seem like they could attack you at any time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like um, like you whenever you walk in my house, <laughs> he just jumps
0: on you and hugs you. But like yeah, it's just a buff little man. Exactly, it's a buff little man <laughs> exactly. child, fucking like hugging on me. But it's like I always see him like run up and I'm like, oh shit.
1: Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it breeds factor in, because like for me, if I was gonna get a dog, my first choice would be a pit bull, and then like a husky or like something, and yeah. then uh. But because uh, different breeds are more obedient and easier to raise than others, and i also just love the factor of like being being a bigger animal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because like I do think cats are cool, but like you know they're all that same like one size basically. <laughs> and then like you got dogs like different variety. Like like I don't want a huge dog, but I like that medium to bigger dog where I could just like you know
0: have fun with and. Uh, it still fits on the couch in my bed with me or whatever. Right. And that's, like, the other thing that I feel about, like, cats over dogs is that, like, again, like, with my busy life and stuff, it's more convenient to just have, like, this small pet that I don't have to, like, dedicate, like, a whole huge space to. Like, I can just give him, like, a little, I can give him a fucking cardboard box and he'll be set for, like, the next three weeks, honestly. And, like, i'm okay with that you know and like sometimes it's cool yeah to have like a big dog especially like during the winter because you can like cuddle up and like sleep with it and it'll keep you warm and shit but like at the same time like during the summer it's like so used to sleeping with you that it like tries to sleep on you and you're just getting like smothered and suffocated you're just like bruh <laughs> can we get bruh sound effect number two in the chat <laughs> and uh But yeah, I think it's really funny. There's this one breed of cat called a munchkin cat. And basically, like, you know, like, what a Shetland pony is? Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, the fucking midget horse. Well, it's basically that, where it's, like, a cat that has, like, legs that are, like, this long, like, this big. (laughs) She's, like, an inch and a half. Yeah, it's, like, fucking, like, barely off the ground at, like, this much at, like, any given time. And it stays that size, like, its entire life. And I think it's one of the cutest fucking things ever. But just, like, the thought that, like, I could have this tiny midget cat. (laughs) It's <laughs> like, the funniest fucking thing to me. Because it's, like, cats are already so small. Like, I've seen some huge cats, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Fat boys. And like, my cat's... He's kind of lean. He's kind of, a uh, fit. But he's got a little bit of a tummy to him. But he's, like, a full-size cat because he's, like, 18, 19 almost. But, like, just the fact that I could have, like, this tiny cat that, like, fits in my hand, like, at all times is just hilariously cute to me. But, yeah. Um... Hey, look, there's Jared. But, yeah, uh, I definitely think dogs are really cool, too, and, like, if I do, if I was going to get a dog, like, that was, like, mine, I would go for, like, the Alaskan Malamute because that's, like, one of my favorite breeds, personally, because it looks and acts, like, most similar to a wolf, and, you know, wolf kind of relates with me, but, like, um... But it's it's that whole, like, size factor, too, where it's, like, it's so fucking big. And, like, I have to spend so yeah, it's much time with it. That's the polar opposite of that little midget cat that fits your <laughs> <Man. laughs> Literally. <laughs> and, like, it's, it's kind of funny to think about. Because, like, that's probably what I'm going to have, like, when I'm older. And, like, have my own house. Like, I'm going to have, like, a tiny little cat. And this big-ass fucking Alaskan Malamute. And they're going to be, like, best friends. And it's just, <laughs> like, what do you do in a situation like that? <laughs> like, it's so
1: funny. Yeah, that's dead. Yeah, that's um, I was spacing on the name, but that was like, that's my second choice for a dog because my uncle had one and yeah, looks, acts like a wolf, and like, it's just huge. Like, it's, I'm, I'm like, what, 5'14? <laughs> and like, uh, his, um, his like paw is like as big as mine is, as big as my hand is now. Damn. And it's like just
0: a huge dog, but like, you know, he's just a lovable, cut cuddling dude you know and it's cute because that's like even how big their paws are when they're like a puppy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah the only problem with like that too is just a shedding factor that's yeah but that's for like pretty much any animal unless you get like specific like short-haired animals like you know like a pit bull is yeah. a short-haired animal so it's easier to keep but even then i still find my fucking dog's hair like everywhere all the time and I'm like, bro, how you shed this much for having no hair? <laughs> yeah. Um, so honestly, it just kind of comes down to the owner at that point. So like, I think uh I think cats are better just because they require like less time and attention but if you do get one as like a kitten and you like raise it from like birth like how i did with my cat basically like we've had him like my entire life and his entire life because like i said i'm 18 and he's 18 he's like basically my older brother it's so, like him and i have been like raised together so like we just kind of naturally like he just knows like hang out and like he knows like what commands me mean what and stuff and just like we have that like un like unspoken connection like a mental bond yeah, so, like, just the fact that they're, like, kind of small and, like, can, they can fit into small places, which is convenient if you have, like, rats and stuff in your house, too, but, um, yeah, just, like, they don't need a lot of space, they don't need, like, a 24-7 attention, and, uh, they're just kind of, they're, they're, like, a good single guy, um, pet to have, you know, especially, like, if you bring a chick over to your house, if she's not, like, allergic, obviously, and she's like, oh, you have a cat, that's so adorable, and that's just, like... That's, like, pussy points to you. And, like, same with, like, a dog, like, because you can use that as, like, your excuse to, like, get out of the house, like, oh, damn, I got to walk my fucking dog. And, like, you see a cute girl walking down the street, and she's like, oh, can I pet your dog? And you're like, mad pussy points. <laughs> like, that's what that's one thing I love about any pet, is that, like, they're, like, nonverbal wingmen for you, basically. But yeah, and then, like, so for dogs, it's good because... They're, like, loyal companions their whole life, and they'll, like, always protect you and your family. Uh, And, like, all animals, especially, like, cats and dogs, are smart as fuck, bro. Like, apparently there was, like, some study that proved that, like, dogs can understand up to, like, 200 words or something like that, which is a lot. So, like, even, like, simple commands, you know, just, like, sit, stay. Like, they'll remember that, like, their entire life as long as you, like, keep repeating it. And, like, I know people who've taught their dogs commands in, like, other languages and like I've done that like for my dogs too like I'll teach them how to like sit like in French and stuff just so that like I just think it sounds like cool like when you have like a dog like barking at you but then the the fucking owner is like and you're just like holy shit like whoa you just fucking speak another language to that dog <laughs> you spoke not English <laughs> the language <laughs> of the gods <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I think cats and dogs are really cool but I'm a cat guy.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, for the most part, it's, like, the same exact thing with dogs, like, you know, you said cats are, like, a really cool single guy thing, but I think the same exact thing with dogs, like, like, that whole, like, friendship aspect, like, especially with, depending on the lifestyle, like, me, I like to hike and, and be outdoors and stuff, so I could take my dog on walks, and, and he loves to go on the walks and hikes and stuff, too, and just car rides, but, um, and then, like, you know, like, the whole, like, john wick thing where it's like you know it's also just a good like animal to have around if you're alone and um Mm -hmm. and then yeah girls you know that too helps a lot
0: and uh one thing i think it's really funny like how prominent uh pets have been in like cinema because like we had keanu um by (laughs) kee and peel And that was a really funny movie about, like, this dude who goes on, like, this whole, like, gang mission to, like, save his cat. And then, like, we have, like, John Wick chapters one and two, and now, like, three is coming out. And it's about, like, yeah, some dude who's, like, literally killing everybody because they killed his dog. And it's, like, damn. Yeah. But, like, I love dogs.
1: I love my dog a ton. But, like, as much as it comes to that, I think dogs are overrated to the fact where it's, like, People would just lose it if if a dog dies compared to a human, and I think that's a little messed up, like, Mm. like, even if they don't know a dog, and it's like, oh, your dog
0: died, oh man, let's like mourn for it for like five years, but it's like... But it's like, oh, your fucking grandpa died that you've known, like, your entire life? That sucks. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and that kind of,
1: I don't like the whole, like, putting an animal's life above a human life.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I understand, like, the whole, like, the earth is overpopulated and shit, but it's like, not to sound like a dick, but like... Animals contribute to that, too, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, like, they eat and they consume and, like, they produce waste and stuff, too. So it's, it's like, it's not just people overpopulating the Earth. It's everything. But, like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's dumb when someone's like, oh, I hate when a dog dies in a movie. It's like, yeah, well, what about when, like, the main character dies? It's like, oh, they're just a person. It's okay. It's like, no, bitch, it's not okay. That is a human being, that is your brethren. Mm -hmm. It's like, what do you mean, just a person? Honestly. Like, you could say that about a dog, like, oh, it's just a dog. Like, uh... (laughs) But then I'm the bad guy. It's like, I watched this,
1: um... That guy who does things for, like, 30 days, like, the one who ate, like, the McDonald's every day, and, like, that guy, um, he put... (laughs) someone <laughs> i kill a dog for 30 days <laughs> uh i don't know if it's the same dude but it was like the same concept where some dude spent like a whole month like he's like a hunter and all that and he spent like a whole month with vegans and uh oh yeah and i then, remember like, watching that
0: episode and
1: then this one chick who like worked at like a vegan farm or something was all like so you're telling me if there is a burning building and there, you can only save me or the Dog, you save me? How dare you? You're an animal abuser and you're this and that. And he's like, What the fuck? Like, yeah. No, a human life is way more important. I'd much rather save you and have you live than an animal, like, even though I love animals. Yeah, I mean, it's like,
0: it's kind of like that, and this is fucked up to say, but it's like, you know, animals are replaceable, whereas, like, a human life isn't as easily replaceable, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's it's really tough to, like, replace a pet, especially, like I said, if you've known it, like, your entire life and, like, you've made so many good memories with it. But you can always get a new dog, and it'll love you just the same and, like, still, like, worship you and stuff. But you can't, like, replicate that with another person, you know? Right. Yeah, you're not
1: just going to, like, if you're, let's just say you had, like, an uncle who died, and you're not going to be able to get that same exact person just randomly and be like, oh, this is my uncle, and, like... He's the same person, and
0: we have the same relationship. Mm hmm Yeah, honestly. Like, I can't, like, just go and kill my sister and then, like, go find some random girl in the school and be like, hey, you're my sister now. And it's like, oh, I love you just, like, I loved my sister. And it's like, uh, what? Yeah. Can't just do that. That's... (laughs) Wait, that's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we covered it. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to our next topic. This is the one requested by Cole. This is more about, um like mental illnesses kind of so like you know anxiety and depression and ptsd and stuff like that and hold on let me find the exact words that he kind of asked about it okay so basically it was like how it's difficult to be depressed you know and like seek treatment especially because like out in the world like so many other people kind of like fake it uh because it's like trendy and they end up like get wanting attention and like they end up wasting resources that actual depressed people could use and stuff that's and like that's kind of like the premise of this is like you know like people who like fake mental illnesses and stuff like that uh so i have a few statistics here from the anxiety and depression association of america <laughs> um so this is just a few statistics about like anxiety and depression and stuff uh, and it, it's it's not uncommon for someone with anxiety to also suffer from depression or vice versa, you know, because like they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, because yeah, that's just how your brain fucks with you. And it's like nearly half of people that are diagnosed with depression are also uh, diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. So here's a few different facts. So like, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S. right now. Um, and, like, this is, like, a recent thing. Like, I think it's updated, like, every year or something like that. But, yeah, so it affects about 40 million adults in the United States at, uh, like, 18 and up, because they usually test on, like, 18 or up people, because legal reasons. But that's, like, 18% of the population right there, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's still a lot, because, like I said, 40 million people. Uh, and the sad thing about it is, is that these disorders are highly treatable, but only... 37% of people suffering receive treatment. So, like, 40 million people, 37% of that is is only about fourteen million eight hundred. so slightly under 1,500. Um, so, like, out of 40 million people, barely 1,500 people, 15 million people are getting treated, and that's, like, kind of sad, because it's, like, when it's so... Easily accessible and easily treatable, you know. But it's like the American healthcare system kind of sucks too, where it's like, cause like the meds are so expensive and doctors' visits and stuff. And that's what it's like really sad too, is that like it's easily treatable, but not as easily accessible. Um, people with the anxiety disorders are three to five more times like times more likely to go to the doctor. Um, And like six times more likely to be hospitalized for psychiatric disorders than people who don't have anxiety disorders Which kind of like makes sense because it's like why would you get? um, Hospitalized if you don't have a disorder, right, but at the same time like six times more likely that's that's a it's quite a bit Um, Anxiety disorders develop from a complex set of risk factors including like genetics brain chemistry personality and certain life events And so, like, that's uh, also kind of, like, how, like, PTSD happens is, like, through, like, traumatic life events. Obviously, that's why it's post-traumatic stress disorder. But, yeah, and, like, just stuff that happens to you, like, within your brain and stuff. And so, a lot of these symptoms kind of go hand-in-hand with, like, depression and anxiety and PTSD and stuff. So, that's, like, why this is all kind of generalized under, um, like, these main category. So, yeah. So, there's, like, different types of anxieties. There's, like, general anxiety disorder, which is just, oh, I get really nervous for no reason kind of stuff. And, you know, like, being... It's kind of like that, like, when you hear boss music, but you can't see enemies. And it's like that all the time, but you just don't know why. And it's like, oh, whatever. There's panic disorders, which... We all kind of know what that is. You know, it's when you're sitting in class and the girl across the hall just starts screaming for no reason because she sees ghosts or something and she's having a panic attack. And that happens and that comes from the whole, like, hearing boss music 24-7. And then there's social anxiety disorder, which <laughs> I think is really funny because it's just SAD is the acronym. <laughs> oh, I have I have the big SAD. <laughs> um, and that is... Uh, this one's actually more common among men and women whereas uh, like women are twice as likely to get panic disorders and general anxiety disorders as compared to like men but like social anxiety could equally affect anyone easier where it's like it's like where you hear boss music but only like when you're out like in big public places and stuff like that and then there's obviously more specific phobias so like fear of clowns, fear of heights, fear of spiders, blah, blah, blah. The list goes fucking on and on. And those aren't necessarily anxiety disorders, but those are things that can, like, induce stress and anxiety within a person. And, like, you know, if they have enough fear about it, like, if It's kind of like that thing where it's, like, if I'm scared of heights and someone, like, constantly, like, forces me to, like, go on roller coasters and, like, go on, like, really high buildings and, like, look over the edge, that'll give me really bad stress and anxiety and I might get depressed about those events or even get PTSD from it. And it's, like, yeah. So, if you have a friend out there who is scared of something, if they, like, legitimately claim, like, oh, I have this phobia, don't fuck with them. Don't, like... If they have, like, a fear of snakes, don't fucking, like, throw a fake snake at them, because that's, that's a dick move right there, you know? At, at least, like, don't do it, like, without, like, their consent, I guess, you know? Like, make sure that they're cool with you, like, joking around with it before you just start doing that, because you don't want to send your friend to the hospital, because then you feel bad. <laughs> Some other types of anxieties are uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD, we've already heard about that, uh, that comes from, like, the anxiety of not being able to have, like, an organized area all the time, you know? PTSD, we already talked about that one. So, it's, like, if you get raped or if you go to war, sexual abuse. You know, like I said, if you watch, like, someone die or something, like, you could get really stressed out about that. Uh, like, for a while, people thought I had PTSD just because, like, since I've done, like, karate for so many years, um, I kind of have, like, a natural reflex whenever someone, like, moves, like, really quick to me to, like, have my guard up and like be ready for something and it's like people always think like i'm like flinching and stuff when i and really i'm just like naturally trained to just jump like that so they're like bro, do you have ptsd it's like i don't know i've been hit a lot as a kid but like i don't think that's it uh <laughs> and like i'm definitely not blaming karate on like my jumpiness that's just like i said i was trained to do that so um there's major depressive order Uh, which is the leading cause of disability in the U.S. for ages 15 to 44. Um, This affects more than 16.1 million adults, which is about 6.7% of the U.S. population ages 18 and older in in, in any given year. So I think it has, like, a standard deviation of, like, 2.2 or something like that. So it could affect anywhere from, like, 4.5% of the population to, like, 7 percent of the population, or, no, no, what, what the fuck, like, nine percent of the population at, like, any given time, which is a lot, that's a lot, because that's still a couple million people, um, it can develop at pretty much any age, but, like, the kind of, like, median, like, the general area, like, age when it does come on is about, like, 30s, like, early 30s, uh, and, again, for some reason, a lot of these, uh, things seem to be more prevalent in women than men. And I think a lot of that stems from the whole uh, guys can't talk about their feelings and emotions and stuff, you know, because it makes them less manly. Uh, and so it's kind of like part of that where it's like women probably come out about it more often than men do. So maybe that's why it appears to be more prevalent in women. Uh, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah uh, and just, the list goes on and on, and there's so many disorders and problems that arise from these disorders, so, yeah, so there's just, like, some extra statistics for you about, you know, people affected by, um, uh, anxiety and depression and stuff like that, and I had, uh, fuck, I was, like, looking for a study earlier where it's, like, how how often are, like, reports of depression claimed to be, like, fake and stuff, you know? Because, like I said, people will fake depression uh, for, like, the attention on, like, social media and stuff. Like, they'll be like, oh, guys, I'm depressed. And then, like, everyone will be like, no, you're awesome. And, like, you're so cool. And, like, it makes them feel good. Like, I understand wanting attention and stuff, but faking, like, mental disorders and, like, illnesses that people really do have is not the way to do it. But anyway, uh, I'll let you talk for a bit while I try to find that. Yeah, one thing is, um, so it's like,
1: I'll tie this in, but, um, so people say you can't label sexuality, because, like, you know, this is something me and you were talking about about Ariana's article, but, um, like, but it's like, yeah, you can, if someone, if a dude likes a dude, he's gay, if a chick likes a chick, she's lesbian, and if one likes both genders in certain ways, then they're bi, and it's just that simple. But when it comes to, like, mental illnesses and disorders and serious stuff like that, I think it's, that's when, like, the labeling, other people shouldn't be allowed or whatever, because it's serious stuff getting thrown around, like, lightly. But, and, um, like, with depression, like, if, uh, if something bad happens and it makes you sad for a little, like, maybe, uh, you know, like, the death of, you know, your fish or... Or it was just a rough day. That doesn't mean you're depressed. You're just, you're just sad. Like, there's a difference. Sad is, like, short-term mm-hmm. depression. They had, do have, like, short-term depression, but it's not, like, nearly as short as being sad for a minute.
0: Yeah. Like, I have bad days. I get sad. It's okay, guy. I get sad sometimes, too. <laughs> but I'm not fucking depressed. Yeah. So it's like, if you're having a bad day over something
1: small, that's not depression. Uh, because, you know, a lot of things factor into depression. Like, sleep factors, like... It, it goes both ways with all of its symptoms. Like, you could be sleeping all the time, or sleep, or you can't sleep at all. And, again, uh, it, you could get anxiety from depression. And uh, just there's just a whole bunch of things that factor into it. And, like, um, uh, yeah, so what I was getting at is, like, it's a lot more serious than a lot of people are making out to be. Because, you know, I think it's being taken so lightly now just because these terms are being used so frequently in such a falsified way. Like uh like a PTSD, like like I get it sometimes. It's like oh yeah you know high school gives me Vietnam flashbacks or whatever. But um uh, like I know someone who struggles with like PTSD and bipolar uh, depression at the same time, and it's, like, and it's, work. like, a serious thing, and it's honestly kind of sad to see, but then, like, if someone's, like, oh, you know, so-and-so had a mood swing, they're so bipolar, it's, like, I know they're not, it's just a mood swing, uh, uh-huh. and then, uh, the same thing with, like, flinching, too, I always, that always annoyed me, where it's, like, you know, someone throws a punch at you, and even if they're faking it or not, like, I haven't seen anyone do this for years, but, you know, like, the whole two for flinching thing. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I think that was always retarded because it's like... Yeah, that kind of died out in, like, freshman year. Yeah, but it was all, like,
0: um, I always thought it
1: was weird that people would, like, get mad at you or think you're a loser for actually defending yourself and having good reflexes. Honestly. Like, what the hell? Am I supposed to just take a punch all
0: the time? Like, why can't I block it? (laughs) Yeah, like I said, like, just because I'm, like, flinching and have my guard up doesn't mean I'm, like, scared that you're gonna hit me. It's just, it's, like... I've been trained to, like, if someone's coming at me, get ready to, like, fight back.
1: Or, like, even me, like, <clears throat> I don't, I've never taken, like, karate or anything, really. And then, like, uh...
0: It's just, like, a natural, like, common reflex among, like, anyone.
1: Yeah, like, who not is gonna see a fist coming at them and not avoid it or block it? Like, unless they
0: know for certain that it's not gonna hit them.
1: Yeah, but some, with some of these people you didn't know, it could be, like, some random-ass person just, like, throw a swing at you, and, like, you block it or whatever or dodge it and they are like oh you're such a loser you actually like flinched it's like
0: sorry for not wanting to get hit (laughs) it's like sorry that you're such a dick (laughs) yeah yeah okay anyway so I found uh, not like one like the exact study I was looking for but this is an article by the Atlantic so the title is uh, study most people diagnosed with depression do not actually meet the criteria so you know there's like certain criteria to be depressed (laughs) Uh, I know it sounds weird, but, like, like l- legally, like, medically, there's, like, a certain criteria that people meet to be diagnosed with, like, clinical depression and stuff. Well, yeah, that's what I was getting at with, like, the how it affects
1: sleep and just social life and just everything. Like, okay. you lose interest in stuff and stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, like, because, you know, if you're actually depressed, you'll lose interest in, like, frequent hobbies. Like, let's just say you love to play guitar, and if you're depressed, you'll lose interest and just brush it off. You wouldn't want to do anything that you're interested in. You either sleep all the time or not, or it affect your sleep in a negative way where you can't sleep. Um, you know, just all this factor into actual depression.
0: Mm. Yeah, okay. So, like, this is an article from 2013, so it's, it's a little old, but, like, it's still kind of relevant. Like, I'm sure a lot of statistics could be, like, slightly shifted for, like, today because, you know... I'm sure it's way more common today. Yeah. Alright, so basically, this is, like, the problem that it states, and it says... Uh, Like, over the course of 20 years, um, according to the most recently available data, this was, was like, 2013 data, the U.S. saw a 400% increase in the anti-depression use, or depressant use, so, like, you know, happy pills, um, which resulted in 11% of Americans over the age of 12 taking some form of depression medication by 2008, which is, like, kind of weird. Like, these are old statistics, but like I said, like, this number is definitely probably maybe even doubled since then, you know, but I just, I I think that's crazy, like, 11% of Americans over the age of 12, like, that's literally having, like, little kids, like, involved in this, and that's really sad. Um, like, I don't, again, like, kind of going back to, like, the whole sexuality topic we had a few weeks ago, like, where it's, like, you shouldn't have to involve your kids in, like, what their sexuality and all that is yet. It's, like, I feel the same way about, like, you know mental illnesses it's like no kid especially like over the like barely like the age of 12 or slightly older should be having to like worry about like mental illnesses and like you know depression and anxiety and stuff obviously if it's like super prevalent and like completely like in the way of like their way of living then you got to do something about it but like if it's just like some kid trying to like live his everyday life don't like take him to the doctor and be like oh timmy you're depressed now and it's like what the fuck like don't do that to your kid anyway um, so yeah, sir. So the debates have been increasing between those who believe that increased diagnosis mean we are turning normal human experience into a disease, and those who push for an increase of awareness of very real psychological illness. So basically, it's like, oh, these people uh, are all just becoming depressed because living sucks, and other people who are like, no, these people are depressed because depression's a real thing. Like, wake up, America. Which is kind of a weird two sides of an argument, you know? Like, I'm sure there's quite a few different sides to this. Um, and, so yeah, so depending on who's doing the arguing, people are either being treated or suffering even more because of it. So, like, if you do really have depression, you might be getting the treatment you need, but based on just how America and everyone is acting about this, you might actually just be getting worse, which is even sad. Um, okay. Okay. So, Raman Mot. Oh fuck! I'm gonna fucking butcher this. Uh, Raman Mot Maj-tabai, Majtabai, of the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health took a national sample of 5,639 participants who had been diagnosed with depression by a clinician in a non-hospital setting between 2009 and 2010. For those of you watching. You clearly saw that. I just used a bunch of air quotes there, like right here and like this one. Yeah. Yeah, I see you. Okay. Yeah, in a hospital setting between 2009 to 2010. Uh, so in face-to-face interviews, the participants were all re-evaluated for major depressive disorder. So basically this guy asked them like, hey, have you been diagnosed with depression before? And if they were like, yes, he like sat them down and like redid the test again just to like actually see if they were getting... Uh, the pro like if they were actually being treated properly for having depression or if the doctor was just trying to scam them of all their money. Um, and so he- they were reevaluated for MDD as defined by the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which I I don't know what that is. I guess that's like official doctor book. I don't know. I don't read. <laughs> uh, to meet the official criteria, they had to. So this is, like, how you get clinically marked as depressed. That you have to have experienced a major depressive episode to find its debilitating depressed mood or loss of interest in daily activities for at least two consistent weeks in the past 12 months. So for two weeks straight, if you haven't done anything that you used to do, like you said, like playing guitar, going outside and stuff, and you've just been constantly sad and you get diagnosed with that, like, then you're technically pretty much clinically depressed at that point but if it's like oh I feel sad today but tomorrow I'm gonna actually play guitar and like I feel really happy now but then it's like the rest of the week felt kind of bad like it's kind of rougher to determine okay so here are the results of that study of the 5,639 people okay so as the results only 38.4 percent of the participants who had been Diagnosed, if you're watching, uh, with depression by their doctor, were judged in the re-evaluation to have had a major depressive episode in the past year, and thus, in the author's opinion, to actually meet the criteria for MDD. So, out of these five, almost six thousand people, only 38% of them were actually depressed. So, let's do, let's do that. So, five thousand six hundred thirty-nine. Times, what is it, Point three eight four. Yeah. So, only 2,000 of those people were, uh, well, it's 2,166. Of those people were actually depressed out of, like, the 5,000 people. So, not, like, not even, um, well, yeah, it's 38.4%. I was going to say, not even 50%. Duh. Duh. <laughs> um... So yeah, they were, had a major depressive episode within the past year, which is, again, like, the past 12 months, that's the criteria. And those who were more likely to have probable severe mental illness and to report thinking about or attempting suicide. So this is, like, those 38% were, like, literally depressed and, like, thinking about ending it all. And the discrepancy was more prominent among older adults, so, like, for those who were 65 or older only 14.3% met that criteria because like you know a lot of old people they get like old people syndrome where it's like oh I'm old and I have nothing to live for I might be depressed so I should just die but in reality you're just sad that you're old and you feel like you don't have a purpose anymore and so you're not actually depressed. Um, It says here that participants with higher levels of education out of the workforce or divorced and separated um, who had believed themselves to be in poor health were more likely to have what were judged to be correct diagnoses. So it's kind of like the uh, what's like the thing where like people like f- claim to have mental illness hypochondriac. So it's like if you yeah if you're old and you're retired and like you probably don't have like your wife anymore uh, and like you might have claimed like oh I think I might be depressed now. There's a, there's a slim chance that you were probably right. So yeah, of the 61.6% of participants who didn't meet the criteria for MDD, remember we had, uh, 38.4%, um, who did meet the criteria. Of those participants who didn't, uh, 42.7% did qualify as having a bad depressive symptoms at some point in their life, so they didn't qualify medically for MDD, but they were, marked to have had some sad episodes in recent months, um, or at least in some point of their life, in the form of either early major depressive episodes or what would be diagnosed with minor depression. So we're looking at major depressive o- episodes right here, so like, minor depression is still on the table. Um, although the people whose diagnosis were not confirmed by the study reported feeling less distressed and impaired, So, like, these people, like, probably lived, like, the past, like, year or so thinking, like, god damn, I'm so depressed now, and, like, this really sucks, but then they got reevaluated and it's like, oh, no, you're not actually depressed, bro, you just had a sad day, and they're like, oh, fuck, I feel better now, you know, (laughs) um, they felt less distressed and impaired and used fewer services, so, like, less meds and stuff. And almost 75% of all participants reported using prescription medications to manage their symptoms. So, like, of those 75%, that number probably dropped of, like, the people who stopped using them as much because they realized, like... They don't actually need the meds to be happy and i kind of just like me personally uh it's like my belief is that like i think like meds and vitamins and all that like people who have to like take all these pills every night to be like oh it makes me happy and stuff like maybe sometimes like in certain cases i do believe that the pills like help people with like medical problems and stuff but i think like depression pills and stuff are fucking bullshit Cause you have a lot to say about that too mm-hmm. Like, placebos and stuff And I just think, like You don't need a pill to make yourself happy again And to, like, keep yourself happy It's so, like, when I see, like, people who do have to, like, take pills Like, regularly Or even if they don't have to, but, like, they think that they do It's so, like, they do anyway uh, I feel, like, kind of sad f- Feel bad for them, you know, cause it's like You really don't have to, like, put that stuff in your body, bro Like, you could just be happy Like, it's not, it's not as simple as One, two, three, bam, I'm happy again But, like yeah. It's also not as simple as, bam, let me pop this pill, and now I feel better for the day. Because I think it's mostly placebo. You're paying like 40 bucks for a fucking placebo. But that's just my personal opinion. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, so even excluding the people with some of the depression symptoms, so people who might have had like minor depression and stuff, the majority of the remaining participants with unconfirmed diagnosis, it's like we're getting like a kind of smaller, like getting to a smaller group of the sample here, but 69.4% of those (laughs) had used antidepressants. So all these people who were claiming to be depressed and thought they were depressed and their doctor probably told them that they were when they got reevaluated and found out that they weren't, they had admitted to, oh, well, I was using antidepressants this whole time, though, so it's like, maybe, like I said, like, maybe it just wasn't actually doing anything for them because it was a placebo, or maybe it, maybe it somehow did work and made them feel less depressed in the end, but either way, all these people were using, uh, antidepressants. So, yeah, so basically, um, it's, it's often impossible to say with certainty whether someone's diagnosis is 100% correct. But the, this doctor writes that anything else that these findings may reflect that doctor's uncertainties about ambiguous diagnostic criteria. Because, you know, it's kind of like a big open question about, like, how do you detect um, depression and stuff? Like, how do you really mark someone down with that? And so, like, that's why, like, medical communities are constantly trying to evolve in stuff so that they can um, agree upon, like, what criteria makes you depressed. So, kind of like the whole, like, you have to have at least two weeks solid, like, a solid two weeks within the past 12 months to have been depressed. And so, like, thinking about suicide and stuff doesn't, like, qualify you, it just makes you suicidal. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's pretty much the article right there, it's just talking about all those statistics and stuff. But damn, I think that's crazy, like, all these people were living, like, however long, thinking and claiming, like, oh man, I'm depressed, and like, my doctor says I'm depressed so I have to take these meds and stuff, but then this guy was like, hey, are you depressed? Let me reevaluate you, and like, most of these people ended up finding out, like, oh, you're not actually depressed. I mean, obviously, let's not forget that there was, like, almost 40% who were actually, but, like, I'm sure that they got help, like, immediately afterwards and are better now. And, like I said, this is, like, a 2013 article, so it's probably even changed since then, you know, like, the number could have gone up or down. Uh, I think it might have gone up, honestly, like, where it's, like, the, it went from, like, the 11% of Americans affected. I think that might have even doubled by now, if not more, but... Yeah. And, like, again, like, going back to the whole, like, people who fake it, um, end up trying to, like, get extra attention out of it, but they also end up wasting the resources that other people actually need, and so it's, like, stuff like this, like, this guy probably could have been out curing cancer, but instead he spent however long having to re-diagnose all these people who didn't actually have, like, major depressive disorder instead, And that's just, like, a waste of everyone's, like, time and money and stuff. Not, like, a waste, because, you know, he helped these people, like, realize, like, hey, you're not fucked up, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: Like, ten minutes. Alright. Well, um... Well, I'll get to my point, I would say... On the next episode because uh, I'm still gonna cover a little bit of this depression stuff but um, it's gonna be it's gonna because we're definitely gonna talk about the normalization of drugs and alcohol especially among like teens and like early adults and stuff Mm -hmm. but um, since we're running out of time I won't exactly be able to get what I want to say
0: in there Mm -hmm. so I'll just tie it into the beginning of our next episode right so um, so that's pretty much the end of this episode Um, On a quick note, you know, if you do think that you're depressed or you feel, you know, you got the big sad going on right now, uh, reach out to somebody, you know, just tell someone. uh, Let them help you. Let them try to help you. And if they can't, you know, there's always other people, other sources out there. There's the suicide hotline and stuff and anything else. You can always, like, leave anonymous tips if you think someone is depressed or thinking about suicide and, you know, in... 2019 we have so many resources and ways for people to get help that people who don't get help it's like it's a little sad and a little ridiculous like to not use the resources that are available to you so yeah so with that this is real facts pro facts i'm brandon i'm isaac and we'll see you next time